Tutorial Podcast, a podcast offering discussions and tutorials on nerdy subjects for people who aren't necessarily nerdy themselves. With you today is your, new, your nerdy tutor, myself, George, and with me today, back from Japan, my mom. Uh, Kenichiwa. Kanbanwa. Kanbanwa. Um, yeah, we're back from Japan, so I apologize for having a break here, but intention we were intention to kind of record some podcasts while we were there. We did record one. We, we record one, but I think like... I think we do a better job if we just kind of summarized it here. So this week, I think we're going to talk about what we saw in Japan, all the stuff we have laid out, and what we did see, what we didn't see. Okay. And then next week, we're going to talk about some of the tips and tricks and our impressions about Japan. Okay. But not to say that some of that might not bleed into this. Okay. Alrighty. So we arrived in Osaka on day one and got our JR passes, and then traveled all the way down to you know osaka proper and yeah. there's a lot of trains in japan a lot of trains in japan you know and first off um the rail passes and we can talk about this next week when we talk about sort of the how to's and mm -hmm. what to's and not to's um, but we were able to pick those up in the airport pretty quickly pretty quickly um took us a bit to figure out how to use them but we'll again we'll talk about that next mm -hmm. week but um everything travels by train or bus and we were never in a car we were never in a car the whole the whole no, trip. car bus i mean like we were in or car van we were in buses occasionally we were in buses, but yeah. never in an actual car yeah so and not that we didn't see them running, running around no taxis either. no ubers no no lift and we got around surprisingly well i think yeah so um we ended up staying in a ryokan that first ryokan was really cool yeah and really well chosen um i think you know it's the old adage location 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 mm -hmm. um so it was kind of cool because um you know we we walked to the walked to, i want to say probably like three quarters of a mile to get from the from the, from train. the initial jr and, and later on we we learned how to sort of manipulate that so that we could change trains and get closer mm -hmm. um but um we no more than hit the rio can dropped our luggage and we're down on on Duckenberg. Uh, yeah which was which was you know one of the the video uh blogs i had seen mm-hmm so so yeah every food sign under under lots of spider-man Lots, lots of Spider-Man. We also saw giant crabs that giant moved. crabs, talking, talking um, kabuki faces. We actually saw a couple of the same restaurants pretty frequently, actually. Yeah, like, there were repeats. Yeah, there were repeats. So it was, and it was this odd combination between, and we saw this a lot, a combination between street food and sit-down restaurants mm -hmm. um, in the same location. Yeah, I, mean, I think what happened was like a lot of that stuff down the main fair was down the main road was really more or less kind of like the like bigger restaurants and stuff like that. And but you would occasionally have like a little itty bitty stall sort of thing. You'd have a by. kiosk that was serving right out of a window. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then if you went out off the street a little bit and you got to some of the back alley stuff, that's where all the really good restaurants are apparently. Yeah. So so um, you but you have to walk. You have to walk the length of that street to really kind of get the impression. Just yeah. to get the signs. Mm -hmm. um, there are giant dragons, crab, octopus, as you said, Spider Man. Um, there's like, every, it is, and, there, and a lot of them animated. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, forget the eating, just talk about like 
the things we saw again cool, like just cool animatronic sort of signs and yeah. moving around and everything yeah so I mean, I mean really that's what that street is about I mean we did double back the next night and get the, the very famous uh, tapenaki uh, octopus balls yeah well that was on day three but we'll get to that one here um, and then we also decided to make a quick detour to Universal Studios that was a last minute decision but it was pretty cool yeah I mean what was what I found was kind of interesting. We saw a lot of students there, oddly enough. Well, so we were there on a on a Thursday night, mm-hmm. and um, there is a twilight pass. Uh, there's a twilight pass, and we got the twilight pass, and um, and not I mean, sixty two dollars, so not 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 unexpensive. Yeah, not hugely less expensive actually, because the regular pass is eighty eight. So mm-hmm. so I mean a twenty five percent discount. I guess a little bit more. Than that give or take yeah so um but as as was noted um in some of the, our reading materials mm-hmm. you can get through that that place in four hours yeah four or five hours now mind you like we didn't get to ride a whole lot of the rides because a lot of those rides were at least an hour and a half to two hour wait. And right, and if you wanted to ride everything, you would need more time. But if if you were, you know, we did ride a couple rides, mm-hmm. and we and we did a couple of the shows, and yeah. the shows were pretty fun. I like the Terminator one. I mean, that despite was... despite the fact that it was all in Japanese, like the host woman was worth it for the most part, even if you didn't understand the entire bit. Cause she's very animated. animated. Yeah, yeah, live person anime, but yeah, but that. but her facial expressions and her, her gestures. Her body movements were just amazing, and then like, yeah, so, and I had never done that Terminator ride before. I know they have it in Universal Studios Hollywood, but mind you, it's been twenty years since I've been to Universal Studios Hollywood at least. Well, and this was a combination between um, live action, live and action, and and three D, mm-hmm. and, um, and like a four D experience almost. Yeah, sort of, yeah. And um, and and as you said, it, it didn't matter that you didn't speak Japanese. No, you you got the initial impression. I mean, like it, if you've seen a Terminator movie, like you kind of know what's going on. So for us, I think the trip with with Universal Studios, which uh, which which was a a blast. Mm-hmm. But seriously, we were we were there for three hours. Maybe three about half. three hours, give or take. Yeah, and and that was that was enough. Yeah, um, I think for us the problem was is that even though it was a Thursday, like I think if we got mm-hmm. there in the morning on a Thursday, we could have gotten a lot more stuff done in there because yeah. I think a lot of the the things that were happening was it was also a Halloween night as well. Because again, again, they well, do that celebrate. That was extra ce- hol- fun though. Well, and it surprised to me because we found this actually all over the country. They celebrate Halloween. They decorate it for it and everything. Yeah, they, they don't. They don't. They don't not take it seriously. That was a trip. Um, but, um, and there that meant that they had Creature from the Blue Lagoon and, and Frankenstein, Dine. Medusas, werewolves, bat creatures. Yeah. Like, so they had, they had, they had people coming out in groups of three. Mm-hmm. With three like, was a popular. Like a, one really featured character and two ghouls that hung with it that were themed the same way. Um, <laughs> and they had them coming out in, in, in at intervals. Mm-hmm. And walking down the main street. Oh, yeah. And that actually is kind of fun. What I thought was kind of fun was here we are. We're from San Jose, California. So we're just south of San Francisco. And we mm-hmm. go into San Francisco quite a bit. And they had Fisherman's Wharf. And it was San Francisco Fisherman's Wharf with the exact same signs. Yep. That was, was a, a trip. trip. Yeah. You're like, oh, that looks familiar. 
It looks very familiar. You're like, oh my God, it's Fisherman's Wharf. It's got the crab sign, um, everything. We even saw, and again, even walking toward there, we saw a group playing like either like guitars or some sort of instruments. They were playing Queen music of anything. They were playing the Queen songs. And I was like, holy shit, what the hell? Well, we didn't stay for it, but there was a Queen stage show. Yes. So the interesting thing with um, with Universal that, that I noticed was that um, the staff was Japanese, but the characters that were that were walking out and about around. Yeah. walking around were not. No, they looked like a lot of either locals or uh, Americans, Americans rather, or Europeans. <laughs> or Europeans, yeah. I mean, we went into now, mind you, they've got like Universal Studios Hollywood has like a Harry Potter land. Uh-huh. They had a Harry Potter land in Japan too, and we go into like the wizarding wand shop. Well, I mean, let's let's back up and talk about this. They have um, uh, what's the name? Uh, Diagon Alley, mm-hmm. and they have it nailed. Oh yeah. Um, there's uh, there's there's the sweet shop. There's um, all the the shops that you see referenced. The bookshop, all the shops you see referenced in um, in the stories and in mm-hmm. the movies, and it is it is absolutely textbook perfect now, I mean, and again mind you it's like, a you really good and if you didn't have any of the other like tourists there you would just think it was a movie set almost you, you would you it was really well done and and what surprised me about that i think is that um true of a lot of the places we went we really didn't see very many foreigners most of the people we saw even in the most unexpected places were japanese there was one exception to that which was the restaurant, the robot restaurant. Oh, the robot restaurant. But we'll come to that. We'll come to that. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Still an awesome experience. Yeah. Um, and it didn't register to me. I don't know why that that um, that a Japanese audience would have embraced Hogwarts, but there were all sorts of um, teenagers dressed and yeah. Harry dressed. Potter. I mean, like to the nines, cape tie. The whole Haircut thing, and everything, ha- yes. yeah. Um, in as as Harry Potter characters, characters. or just just in school uniforms, or was, just in the school uniforms yeah. as one of the members of of uh, one of the one of the different um, Slytherin, houses. or yeah. Um, and that fascinated me because I don't, I never made the connection that that would be a, a something of interest there, and yeah. or that they would have even picked up on that. Yeah, yeah. No, again, that was a real treat for me too. Again, like. Last minute sort of decision, but wow, that was again like they nailed they the nailed aesthetic. That. Yeah. So talk about the the wand. Uh, the, we went into the wand shop to pick a wand. And this guy again. That's so. so, so uh, I couldn't tell if he was a British guy or an American guy. I'm assuming he's British. He's probably been there for a long time because he's cause he's doing the he's doing the entire bit here in both English and Japanese. And, and he's, he's clearly a wizard and dressed as a wizard and has a beard. And, and he is going kind of back and forth between it frequently. He's hopping between the two languages flawlessly. Yeah, and like, and he's just, he's just going, he's just being him. He's, you could not tell me that that wasn't a wizard in a wizard shop. Right. Like you, Definitely be, not a muggle. No, you would you'd be hard-pressed to explain to me that that wasn't. It was so good. And even again, and, and again, what triggered in me was like, oh, that's right. He's doing it in both English and Japanese, because I guess maybe he saw we were in the room. We're all like, "Oh, they probably speak English." Well, we were the only though non-Japanese people in the room, so yeah, uh, yeah hard, to, hard, hard to say. It's kind of hard to say, yeah, if he just why, doesn't do that in general. Yeah, 
Um, I mean, it was it was a his his play acting routine was pretty. He had like the cadence, and he knew yeah. exactly what he was doing, and he had just the right sort of like. Well, and things popped out, and the mm-hmm. and and as you tried to match, because he, he chose a random person for the audience and tried to match a a wand to them and different things, little um, little light fixtures or things kind of popped out, popped out randomly. Yeah. yeah. No, all of it was very it was clearly, well done. Oh yeah, no, you know, again, it was very, very entertaining. I wouldn't, it would not surprise me if they had something similar to that here in 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 Disney in the Hollywood version. Well, and and I think my only annoyance at Universal was exactly what what happened on that particular thing. You know, we did a number of rides. We did um, we did the walk through Harry Potter's castle, yeah. which was awesome. I oh, mean, yeah. it was Harry Potter's castle is really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that we mean the the Hogwarts castle. Oh yes. Um, but almost everything. I'm trying to think of anything we we went to didn't end in a shopportunity. Everything yeah. everything in Universal dumped you into a, a, a store. Yeah, but uh, you can't not say that about Disney theme parks too. Like a lot. I mean, like my favorite ride in Disneyland to this day is still Star Tours, and Which it just you in, it shoots yeah. you and it shoots you straight into Space Traders or Star Traders or whatever it is, and, and it's a just a giant things, it's a giant theme shop. Yeah, and it, yeah, and that's true. It just seems like like. That happened less at Disney Sea than it did at Universal. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so they had they had a number of different lands. It was very Americanized, um, which which surprised me. It really did because it it really there were no Japanese sets on there. It no, was nothing all American that was like sets. Vaguely. They had they had the Amityville from from Jaws. Yes. Um, they had like a Jurassic World sort of thing. Yeah. And they had like. They even have a Curious George there, oddly enough. Which yeah, we, Curious we, we, George, and they had a lot of, a lot of Sesame Street. Yeah, um, a lot of like Snoopy, Sesame Street, like almost seemed like any franchise they could kind of like get their hands on that was not taken by Disney, and none of it Japanese either. None of it Japanese. No. So, so can we talk about the headgear? Oh yes, like they. So when we say headgear, like if you've ever been to Disneyland, you can get like Mickey ears, but. They took these kind of ears to like a new extreme. Like we saw like dinosaurs biting down on people's heads and minions and different kind of eyes for Sesame Street characters. They, 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 they had, they, there had to be, because just, just in the Sesame Street alone, I think I, I counted um, 16 different kinds of headbands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we're not talking just Cookie Monster and Elmo and Big Bird um, and Zoe and, and uh, Count like Dracula. Grover. You had different versions of them yeah you had some that look almost frida coelho like um um with dangly things coming off of them and and i i want to say probably 70 percent of the the people we saw were wearing some form of headgear yeah like that was the thing you did when you went that there was, that's what you did yeah i i mean like and they weren't they were 20 dollars, and i considered actually buying myself a a something I wasn't not even sure what, mm-hmm. but um, but I didn't know when I'd ever wear it again. Yeah, that, so would, that would be I, the only I, thing. I right? talked myself out of it, but um, you saw not just the headgear. You saw lots of groups of friends mm-hmm. dressed in matching shirts and matching headgear. Yeah, you saw I mean, you saw a lot of groups in, in three, like, four, five, yeah. six, um, all dressed in in black and white polka dot shirts with snoopy ears yeah as an example um 
So, so lots, you're right, lots of peanuts, lots of, lots of different characters, lots of minions, lots of people in, in yellow shirts and overalls with the minion hats on. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot yep. of um, headgear. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, it, it was surprising because when we go, I don't think we, we deck out like that. No, I think, yeah, well, I mean. And this became, I mean, I don't know if we'll have time for a Disney Sea today, but the, we can, when we get to talk about that, we'll oh, talk yeah, about no, 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 no. about just awesomely oh, yeah. impressive boyfriends. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, um, moving on to day two, we went to Nara, to the Nara well, can part. We talk? can we talk oh. about anything on a stick? Oh, yes, they have everything they, on a stick. Everything on a stick. So, we went to, so, so you have a knack of picking out really nice alleyway restaurants. And I have to say, as a as a global thing, our best meals were in hole in the walls. Many of them without any tables, just a, a, just a, a bar. bar. Yeah. Um, those were the best restaurants. Those were the best restaurants, and and so I really, you know, you get a, sh- a, a chance to go into a ramen or a udon place with just a bar. It's probably going to be a really good meal. Oh yeah, no. The first night I think we had tonkatsu, and it was just like, just. Mind you, drenched in Worcestershire sauce, but I don't mind that all the time. But like, yeah. but like it was just so good, and we were like, we we didn't know what we were thinking when we got in there because it was very kind of darkly lit, and it's yeah, you know, like there's some like knickknacks on the wall, but you're not sure whether those are just like been there for the last thirty years or something. And you yeah. walk in, and you're just like, and like everybody was super nice. Everyone yeah. was amazingly nice at every single restaurant, despite the fact that. We don't speak the language very well, if at all, and everyone was very like understanding. But like, but just like the best food was in the, the restaurants that had no tables in it whatsoever. Best food, and and so the first night was basically a restaurant we we entitled anything on a stick because everything came on a skewer, and and everything included miniature um, corn cobs wrapped in bacon. bacon. Lots. Peppers, lots of it. Yeah, like, but, but mind bacon. you, like, when we say anything on a stick, like, their menu of stuff for just chicken was like, oh, you could have chicken thigh or chicken leg or chicken heart or chicken, chicken liver, liver or chicken, chicken innards. Yeah, and like, it just, like, the same went with like pork, and they just kept going on and on. So it was very much, they recycle as much of the animal as physically possible. There's nothing that's not being used. No, no. That's that first night, yeah, it was basically anything on a stick so yeah but that but again that wasn't not entertaining at the and good at the yeah, end of yeah the day. you rounded off the first night with a trip to the uh osan yes the the uh, 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 basically it was based it's in public bath at the end of the day but that was very nice and um mind you i think with the exception of our first hotel and then the hotel in fuji we never actually had a bathroom in the room we were always either like shared public bathrooms yeah. down the hallway, or in this case, the bath was actually at the very bottom in the basement of the of the Rio Ken. Yeah. Um, and no, yeah, no, that was a real treat because I got to I got to go in there right as other yakuza were coming out because they were just layered with tattoos, and you just, it was like, oh, okay, well, I never thought I'd see this, but sure. Well, and and next week when we when we do this, we need to talk about. Um, rumors we heard that didn't pan out to be true. Yes, th- another and, and that and that can be that can be almost an entire thing on its own. I think. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, because because the whole tattoo thing, 
is we, saw, it, we saw a lot of fairly fair amount of people with that, but we'll get into that. Yeah, next we'll time. get into that next time. But um, so you had you had your first Asan experience, mm -hmm. and that was awesome. It was yeah. everything I thought it wanted to, to be. Yeah, so she's the the public. The public bath. Yes. And, and I think one of my disappointments in getting prepared for the trip is I couldn't really find anything in writing that that um, explained what etiquette is for the bath. So next week we'll talk about... Mm -hmm. how, to, how you go to the bath or how, how you take a bath. How you take a bath because there is there is an etiquette to it. Mm -hmm. And it's there's almost a ritual as well. There's a ritual. And I think I think it helps to understand it before you go. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So the second day, Nara. Nara. Now we got now we now we got off the train for Nara. It took us a little bit to get there, maybe about thirty minutes, which yeah, is not bad. Which by not bad. No, not bad at all. And then so we're walking along. Oh, this is the one kicker here. Every single day we were able to find like a Family Mart, Seven Eleven, something like that. I swear we could pick up like a two liter bottle of water for like a buck. Well, yeah, and and here's the thing about about the Seven Elevens is is uh, they're very only, plentiful. Only two of our hotels came with meal packages, and mm -hmm. even even you know with that said, um, one of them we left too early to really take advantage of it for a couple of the days. Mm -hmm. But um, the Seven Elevens there, and and this was true when I toured um, Taiwan as well, are fully stocked. It's not like a Seven Eleven in the United States. It, they have full-on beautiful meals that you could heat in a microwave. To or they'll, they'll heat for you. Or there. they'll heat for you. Um, they have a beautiful uh, array of, of pastries and, and breakfast foods mm -hmm. and yogurt. So most nights, we ended the day before going back into the hotel by stopping at the 7-Eleven. And, and you, you couldn't shake a stick without hitting one. No, no. You would actually... They're like, everywhere. You, you would hit like three or four in going through the stations. Yeah. Which will be something we talk about next week, I think, yeah. when we get to stations. But... Um, but most of our nights ended with with running into a 7-eleven grabbing a yogurt or and grabbing something for breakfast rest, yeah and, and then rolling out from the, in the morning and then rolling out in the morning and just eating while we were getting dressed and, and going mm -hmm. um which which worked really well mm -hmm. so yeah so the trip out to nara was amazingly quick i don't know why i expected it to take longer it, it seems like it would take longer because like it's basically the difference from like from where we are here in san jose kind of up to san francisco uh, the trains are fast. The trains are very fast. The trains are fast, and 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 lots of and look for the rapid, the um, rapid limited line. express. Yeah, because they'll stop the stations. Yeah. So we got to Nara. Holy crap! Those shrines and temples and all just the statues alone for me were well worth it. Well, and here's and here's my thing with Nara is is you know as a friend of mine um, went with her children last year about this time and. Um, and I'd seen her pictures, and I think it was one of the first things I asked you about was could we go to Nara because the deer looked so cool. Mm -hmm. The deer are, are, are cool, actually For, kind of annoying after a while. Um, but the deer are plentiful. The and, deer are plentiful. And then when you see them the first time, you're just like, wow, they do exist. There are deer here. There are here. And, here. The, no, and they bow. Keep going further in because we were yeah. just at like the very front. And if you keep going in, they're in there, and they're just like. Well, we're like we're taking dozens of pictures of the deer. Thinking the, we're not seeing the first anymore, shrine we're seeing, and they're everywhere. Oh my goodness! Like they're even like perfectly sitting between other shrine, other like stuff that's just there, like lampposts and other stuff. Like they're it's just like one of my favorite pictures. Yeah, <laughs> I have a picture of a deer just poking out between lanterns. Um, 
So one of the things that captivated me about Nara, and we spent the entire day, and, oh, yes. and we, it's a very we much, walked. You can spend the entire day there, even if you just like go in and it's walk not around. more than a day trip, though. No, no, it's it's a single day trip. I would. And this is one of those times in which if you go to Osaka, just take a day to go to Nara. Just it's take a train out. So, you don't need so to stay there. So worth it. Yeah, but one of the things that that I hadn't expected was to enjoy. Um, the inside of the building so much. So uh, the annoyance is that there's a separate fee for like everything. everything. You're going to pay four, you know, 400 yen to go into this and 500 yen to go into this. Occasionally they be combined. Yen. You're like, oh, hey, it's like 12 bucks to do these three things. Yeah. But you know what? If you d if we didn't pay it, they couldn't upkeep it. And at the same time, like for like what? Some of them were like 700, 800 yen. Totally, totally worth, worth it. it. I wish I wish they would get smart and do like a, a three thousand yen pass. If I paid thirty dollars in one shot mm -hmm. and just and been able to wave the pass, yeah. I'd have been I'd have been happy. But I'm we paid to go into everything and we went into everything, and it was so worth it. Some of the most beautiful carvings I have ever ever seen uh, they've got wood carving nailed down yeah. in japan they and, really and, and we later saw other other um other carvings and other things but these were really exquisite and some of the most beautiful things we saw um so we got to see the golden shrine plaza palace that was kind of there and they, it was just they were doing some sort of like photo show in front of it with some sort of some, some sort of dignitaries official, yeah, yeah. which was really cool there too and then we got to hike upward a little bit and we saw also like the largest wooden building or something i think or the oldest wooden was the largest yeah it's the largest wooden structure in the world um com completely wooden structure and um the interesting thing is we really covered all the way around so we mm -hmm. did we did a full loop Yes. There, because there are just all sorts of temples yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And, and, and I imagine if we had gotten there earlier in the day, like we could have covered even more, maybe. Oh, I don't know that we, I don't think we missed anything. I don't think we did either, but it, okay. I think we could have seen more because there was still like another like two or three museums that were kind of like buried in there too. Oh, so. yeah, that's true because we were getting towards towards closing time. Yeah. Um. So we 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 saw so much though, and we and that was a day. We, Overall, on most days, we were walking 20,000 steps or more. This and, day, I think we did at least 23, if not 24. Yeah, and, and remember that we're both, I'm, I'm 5'10", you're 6'3", 6'2", 6'3". And so our steps are, are, are bigger than average steps as well. So we were going 10, 12 miles a day by foot um, and, and didn't care we'd do it all again. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I think the only thing I will say about that is like bring very comfortable walking slash running shoes. Shoes, yeah. Don't, it, it, we'll get to, onto this later in the myth portion here because we were both kind of told like, oh, have shoes you can get on and off quickly because you'll go to a lot of places that that'll be the case. Don't bother with that. Wear comfortable shoes. It's well worth it. Your feet will thank you much later in the end. And we didn't go to a lot of places that that was the case with the exception of some shrines here and there. We went some places in, in actually in, in everything but Osaka. Mm -hmm. We went places where you had to slip off your shoes. Yes. But it, as long as you're wearing socks, doesn't matter. And if it takes you a moment to bend over and tie your shoe, tough luck. I agree with you. Absolutely wear comfortable shoes. And they have shoes. benches there for you to put your shoes back so on, gone. too. Yeah, yeah. no, again, for the most part, yeah. yeah. Wear anything that hugs your foot really well. It's one yeah. of the things I would take back. So It's, just, it's a lot of walking. So... 
Nara was a great day, and we had Tonkatsu that let, uh, no, actually, no, actually, we went to a little restaurant that was right off. Right the around to, the corner of the, from the hotel. And this is our first time we saw the kiosk. So we get in there, and we're like, oh, and the, wait- and the waitress who's there. Speaks, reg- she actually spoke some pretty good English. Spoke, well, she said she lived in, like, Los Angeles or something for a, a little bit. Or yeah, and, and let's just say as an overall guidance tool, not much English is spoken. No, but you can kind of get a There's some ways to get around. around. Yeah. Yeah. But so she pointed us to a kiosk that we had to put our order in from there. And we paid up front, which, you, which was frequently true. Um, you paid up front when you ordered in the kiosk. So you put, you put your money in like a vending machine. And then you would pick out what you want. Wanted. And then when you were done, it would spit out the rest of your money. And it spit out, it spit out little tickets. And you give the tickets to the waitress, and the waitress disappears, then comes back with food for you later. Yeah. And that was and that was all good food there too. Yeah. That was a cool. That was a cool meal. Yeah. We, we didn't have a bad meal. No, I don't. No, I don't. I can't remember one bad meal. Yeah. With the exception of the octopus balls, but that was about it. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I, we'll get to that. that we'll get that yeah. in a little bit. But no. So we had that, and then we went back to the Rio Ken, and kind of just again. Stopped off at a mini mart before that, and went back. It went back to the Rio Ken and just kind of hung out for the night. And, um, and I think it. Uh, no, later on we watched volleyball. So. Yeah. Um, so the Rio and and just quickly, our Rio Cam was a very traditional uh, Rio Cam with the tatami floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's an etiquette for slippers. They provide you with slippers, but there's an etiquette um, for slippers mm-hmm. um, and special bathroom slippers. Um, which are separate from your room slippers. Um, and it, our um, Rio can had mats. And the first night we got there, the mats were all set up on the floor because I think we were so late we by get, the time we, got, we came back. Yeah, we didn't get back to like almost like 8, 39 o'clock at night, I think. But they'd, yeah. but they'd also put our luggage in the room as well beforehand. Right. So like we, right. it was waiting there for us, thankfully. But the second night we got back a little bit earlier and um, the table was set up for tea mm-hmm. um, and had little snacks. And then later on, they came in. And they, they redid the room again and, for and us. And they set up the room, so they pulled the mats back out of a closet mm-hmm. and, um, and set them up. And, and what you get is a sheet and a comforter that is... That is Tucked ins- around the sheet. Yeah, a comforter that almost has like an upside-down fitted sheet on it. I would just imagine it probably is just a fitted sheet. sheet. Yeah. Um, Which would make sense, because again, if you get like the fitted sheet, the sheet, and then... Yeah. That's normally what you get and, and then the pillowcases like Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. But um but it was a, probably a two inch thick mat on the floor that we were sleeping on. And yeah. and that's what we had um everywhere actually except for the one um hotel hotel that we kinda stayed in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so then, and then again every night was a good was a pretty good sleep for the most yeah. part. Well, well we were tired. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so third day was our big Kishiwada day for for me. Like that was, I think num- day number three was like the highlight of most of the trip here. Uh, there are really so many cool. wonderful moments, but that is that is something I will it's, never forget. So, so this is the Kishiwada Danjiri Matsuri. In basically what they basically what it is is that Kishiwada is a small, n- well, not a small town, but it's not a big town. It's sort of a suburb. Yeah. Of of Osaka. Yeah, and um and so different districts around Osaka sponsor these carts and they usually have like the councilman on it. 
And these carts, and, and about two dozen other men on there as well, at least. Yeah, there's a lot of people on those carts. And, and, and we, should, we should start out by saying the carts themselves, the dimensions of the carts, they're at least like 12 feet high on their, on their wheels. At, at least 10 to 12 feet high. high. And then they're also about, what would you say, about... Eight feet across. Eight feet long, and then maybe like three and a half, maybe four feet wide. They're, they're bigger than four feet wide because they had... Well, maybe mm, mm, I'm saying like four feet, maybe five at generous. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right, you're right, and there and and we had the opportunity, and if you ever go to see them, I would suggest you sort of make the opportunity, um, to to walk alongside one um, during sort of a break period at, at like one o'clock, and look at it closely. These we were told they weigh four tons, and it's easy to believe they weigh four tons. And that's before I think the people being on them. before the people being on them. Um, but to see how intricately carved they are, um, I took some pictures of them close up of one of them w that was uh, on the side of the road mm -hmm. um, and, and was going to start back up when they started back up. And um, it, it was just, the, the carving was just stunningly beautiful. Oh, my goodness. They're so these are huge carved, um, almost the size of a rail car. <laughs> I yeah. mean, they're huge. Yeah, I mean, and now here's the most impressive part about this, and what they don't, and it's going to be kind of hard to explain without like showing you video, which I'm going to try to have. We'll have video posted. We took lots. Yeah. Um, so these things are being dragged and pulled by at, at least 200 to 300 some odd middle schoolers teenagers and i want to say elementary school kids are even in on they're, it too they're, yeah they're, no they were they were as young as six mm -hmm. um and there were adults running alongside the younger ones or oh. some older teenagers yeah or some older teenagers running alongside sort of making sure that nobody fell and got trampled uh, and and the whole thing is to the course is the way the course is laid out if you look at the map which we looked at afterwards mm -hmm. um, it's laid out for the maximum number of turns. There are 37 turns over what I measured out to be uh, approximately five miles. At minimum. And mind you, they don't take these turns lightly. They, 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 they have to pick up speed because there's no steering wheel on these things. No, and they are running through the streets in some cases so you, with these carts. So you can tell, you'll see, you'll see a bunch of kids just sort of walking, holding the ropes, walking, and then all of a sudden they'll start picking up speed and you know it means that the cart's about to come around the corner yeah and they're the whistling and the fan slapping like so it's but again it's really really cool because all these kids are just like covered in like some sort of woolen gear because it's must they've got be the long white the long white pants and the and, and the this, happy yeah the happy they, jacket and something and all the girls hair was closely braided and they all had um, these headbands on in different colors. Mm -hmm. you probably kind of denoting their district. Yeah. And um, and so you'd watch. They sort of tiered up because it was the younger kids in front, and then mm -hmm. the kids got older and older and older. Usually, and sometimes I think it was like there's like a like a senior or junior high school kids at the very front, kind of like, because it's a big rope that's kind of like a circular sort of thing. Yeah, the, one they, they kid's might, in the loop. One kid's kind of in the loop, kind of pulling it, and like all these other like littler kids and even, even some well there's the four ropes total so there's the loop there's two ropes. only two there's only two. Oh, i thought the i saw scene four okay if you saw the smaller ropes though those were being held by elementary very young elementary school kids like okay. the ones like six seven eight years old that couldn't actually keep up with the rest of the cart 
they're kind of like okay. walking alongside the other, okay. I think, elementary that, school that's kids. That's what I must be thinking. Yeah. So, so there's all those kids. And then the adults are behind it acting as the rudder. And they've got sort of a, the cart has sort of a tail. Yeah. It's got that, a has, that has like eight ropes coming off of it, four on each mm-hmm. side. And, and all the big guys, I and mean, these are adults, these are parents, these are... Uh, College age kids, yeah. something like they're, they're yeah. all They've all been doing this for a while. And they're yanking the back of the cart to get it back in line. Mm-hmm. So to watch these things, because we, we watched it from inside. Um, uh, kind of a covered market. Right. And the covered markets are, are very common there because it, these, are, these would be streets with shops on either side where they've, they've put um, quite high up, like, like three stories up, uh, kind of a, like a, a, a curved sort a of plexiglass glass. curved um, ceiling, mm-hmm. and a very common thing because it rains a lot in Japan. Yeah, and we thought, okay, well, we'll get out of the sun. Oh yeah, no, I, I and think we'll I, watch inside there, which was ideal. Oh my goodness, that is best, where you want to be. Yeah, because they all came down that way. They in, all in came the beginning down, and they all and they were there, and like there was never like five minute, five ten minutes where like we weren't seeing something come by. You might have like a. 10 minute break in which you saw them but you always saw something coming around yeah so they were coming on a pretty regular basis and they were and the fun thing was they were coming from multiple um side streets into there so like you're like trying to figure out okay so which corner is it gonna run oh it's gonna run that corner and to watch them around the corner i am so amazed that none of them flipped over on their side now, now mind you the other thing we got to say here is that even when they're turning the corner even when they're not turning the corner there's a guy at the top of the roof of this thing, like, dancing around, waving the fans like he's swimming almost. He's actually giving directions, but he's like the best, your your best uh, Fred Freddie Mercury, Mercury uh, impersonator is up there on top, just dancing and jumping around. Um, he is actually giving directions to the pullers out front and the and the guys in the back mm-hmm. as to where the, the cart needs to go. But he is out there. And, and mind you, and again... When they turn the corners, they're going at like full speed, turning the corner. And he's he is, not holding on to anything. No, he's just got his feet on there, and he's just, he's on there, and it's just like, like, like he's surfing the cart almost. And like he gets on, and like they turn the corner, and like if they turn the corner great, he's flapping and swinging his arms, going nuts. If they don't turn the corner great, right, he's giving directions on what to do so that we can, they can turn it properly, like. But holy smokes, that guy's amazing. But we saw some of these as they came around the corner really wagging i mean they would go far right and have to be corrected left there were times when we were having to back up Mm -hmm. because they were like too far over and and we were going to get mowed down um it was absolutely incredible and they continue then outside of that area back out on the route outside you know and then the one thing i want to add to this entire thing we started the morning, it was still like 78 degrees. By the time they were doing starting this up at like 9 a.m., it jumped up to like mm. 83, 84, maybe 85 degrees. By the time we left Kishiwada, it's got to be at least 90 degrees, if not nine, like getting and close the, to 95. And they go from like 9 a.m. in the morning to like 5 o'clock in the evening. And then they take an hour off while they light all the lanterns, and then they go back out, but I understand at slower speed. We didn't stay for that. No, no, no. But they go back out um, lit at night and go from 6 to 8. Oh, yeah. So they're going all day long. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. It was amazing to see. We walked around um, sort of between. Yes. And um, so a couple of things. 
One of the things we found is right by the other side of the train station, because we left the train station and went Like just basically straight west. ahead. Yeah, we went west. If we had gone east on the other side, there is um, a um, tourist information center. Yeah, so yeah, so we I think if we had gone like southish, yeah, there was a foreigners visitor center. They got a kick out of us. Yeah, and they and they were so well set up, and they have it set up in there. First of all, they have people who who speak English who will explain everything to I, you. I think they have a couple different languages. In yeah, there. yeah, yeah, and because I heard somebody speaking Dutch, which surprised me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, they they have. Um, Happies that you can try on, and um, and they'll give you fans, fans. and they um, they will pose you, Mm -hmm. and you and they'll take pictures for you, which was really very sweet. But um, they had a really nice brochure, and um, which which they gave us, which helped out a lot because we were kind of a little. Because again, I was I looked this up online, and while I didn't plan the entire vacation around this, it was like, okay, what's happening? Festival or cool things happening? And they were like this and i was like great can you explain it and every website was like "Eh, it's cart racing it's cart racing but none of the websites really describe it you have to watch videos of this to really kind of get the the full breadth of what's really happening here yeah because i i looked for information on it as well and nothing nothing i i didn't even find videos of it i found some videos but they're like very cut up Okay. They're just like, just like real like highlight sort of bits. Like, oh my goodness, turning like look at all these kids running, and then like, oh look, a cart coming down the road, and like, it, it's again. You'll see the videos that we post. That hopefully, they'll explain it a little bit more. Well, you know, when each of us asked the other what was your top five, that was number one for both of us. Oh, you know, absolutely. It was. It was so. I explain cool. it at work now, and people are just like, "What?" Oh, and I, I show people, show people the video, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, wow." Um, but that's not the only thing we did in Kishiwada. We went to the Kishiwada Castle. Which was a very nice castle. Lots of big moats. And we've later learned that this place was a lot bigger with a lot more moats originally. Yeah. Um, and as were, as were all the castles we went to, it was interesting. They've all sort of downsized over time. But moats, not a non-infective tool to get around stuff. Yeah. If you want to protect the castle, apparently build a moat. Build a moat. I'm getting a house, and I'm, when I get my house, I'm going to build a moat. Well, so it was nice. It was nice to take a break um, from watching all the carts. We, you know, we watched all the we watched carts for for like four hours, mm-hmm. and then went and had lunch, and then went up to the castle. Yep. And in and then went through a very nice sort of family festival sort of yeah thing. Random fruit vendor on a stick. Yeah, that was good. Like best piece of fruit I've had in a long time. Fine. Like really ripe, beautiful fruit. And the, the, again, it was like kind of this interesting kind of festival thing. But they were, they had like all like this traditional stuff you see there for like mass and balloons and other stuff. And they, one guy, a couple people are selling like full on like Nintendo Switches and PS4s and games and whatnot. And we we're just like, okay, sure, tell me more about why you're selling a game console in the middle of the in the middle, middle of, this. of the, this festival well it, and they had sort of their version of um what i would consider carnival games yeah they had their own carnival games and they yeah. had and again a lot of them were just doing food there as well lots of goldfish oh yeah yeah lots of food um so so it was a very sweet sort of thing it was an uh, awesome day and then we watched some more of the festivals come down the actual open streets mm-hmm. yeah and 
and yeah, like I, I, I really do think if you got a prime spot, like find a way to get like a small folding chair if you can find one. Yeah, if, if, it's if, a long day. It's a long day. So if you get like one of those like little kind of like campfire stools, like perfect thing to sit down on for a little yeah. bit. Like, um, so we saw Kishiwara Castle, and then we took a detour. We went to Osaka Castle. Yeah. Really cool grounds. Like this, this place is big. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it, you know, it's we, we saw several castles, and I actually enjoyed them all. Mm-hmm. Um, Osaka, Osaka was really nicely laid out because um, you have the option take the stairs. It's really tempting to well, take the elevator up, and mind, you wait in line for the elevator. Oh yeah, but keep but, in mind now, mind you, these castles are rebuilt. Yes, they're not the original castles, and they're made with more modern materials. From the outside, they look like the original Japanese castles would. But, the, but you go but, inside and they've got all the, they've got AC, they've got, you know, modern floors, and in some cases, elevators. And they're, and they're not what, what we think of as castles. These are... Um, Basically giant turret towers. Well, they are, but they're, they're more pagoda-like. I don't know how to describe them. They're done in tiers. Pagoda, yeah. They're done in tiers, and, and part of the reason why they've had to be rebuilt is because the Japanese did not use stone except for retaining walls. Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of stuff catches on fire. You want to take yeah, something so, down, you light it on fire. Yeah, so in a lot, it's true of a lot of the temples and a lot of the, the structures are are rebuilt because they were wood frame, and, um, and, they, and they at some point caught on fire. Um, so they are rebuilt, but but here's my thing with Osaka Castle. It's really tempting. It's it, by the time we got to Osaka Castle, it's like 100 degrees out. At, at least 90, 95. Because that was on Sunday. Was was that uh, on the day we went to Nara? Or, or that was on a, the, that was on Saturday. It was was it on Saturday? That was a Saturday. After Kishiwada? It was, okay. Yeah, Kishiwada. That was all and on then, Saturday. Oh, that's right. Because we got off. Okay, I do yeah. recall. It was it, okay, again, so it was late a, in the afternoon. It's, a, it's a later in the afternoon. It was like right, four o'clock. Like yeah, like three o'clock by the like two thirty by the time we got there, three o'clock by the time we got to the castle because it's a long walk to get there. It's a long walk, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, it's neat a, park though. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, there was another beautiful museum. park. Oh beautiful, absolutely. Um, but no, yeah, no. Again, it was a long hike to get up there if we really wanted to. Yeah. So um, so you you hike I mean, because all of these castles are are placed high where you're having to walk up a hill to get to them, mm-hmm. crossing um, several bridges and moats. Yeah. And so by the time you get to them and you've gone up the stairs because you've crossed the moat and then you've gone up the stairs to go up to the the castle itself, it's really tempted to say, okay, there's the line for the elevator. I could probably get into the elevator in five ten minutes. Why don't I do that? And we didn't do that, and I was so glad we didn't because on each floor as you went up, and it was eight floors. Mm-hmm. They had different little dioramas and stuff going on. Yes, they had different dioramas. They had um, uh, different screens on display. One of the floors was just an animation, mm-hmm. animation stations of the screen that had been on the previous they floor. some historical artifacts in there as well. Yeah, um, and so I thought the Osaka Castle had the most beautiful, dis- some of the most beautiful displays we saw the whole time, mm-hmm. on the whole trip, um, uh, and great explanations and... Um, and some samurai costumes that were, I think there's the first set of samurai costumes we'd seen. Yeah, people dressed in samurai armor. Yeah. And so, um, so. It, it was very, uh, it, was, it, was it, was, well it was a worth, great castle. It was well, but it was well worth taking the stairs. I'm and even, so glad And I think even stairs. when you got to the very top, like the views were just stunning. The views were stunning. I, I do think though, if you do Osaka Castle, go earlier in the morning, 
to try to avoid some of the people because people who were up there were just like it's not a large it's not a large area to walk through yeah and there's even like a kiosk up there to sell stuff up there yeah and and the staircase is fairly narrow as well yeah but that's that was true of a lot of the staircases we, yeah. we, we went to yeah so. that is true so then, yeah, and then our last night we had the tonkatsu, and we tried. We had the octopus balls, which, okay. The only thing I will say about these these octopus balls, I thought they would be a little bit more cooked because they were very gooey in the middle, and if they hadn't been quite so gooey in the middle, I think I would have enjoyed it more. Yeah, I did. It was like lava in the middle. Yeah, so so not my thing either, and it wasn't the. You're right. It wasn't the octopus that was bothering me. Although the one thing that was amazing on there. Shrimp flakes. Yeah, the shrimp flakes. So we saw dance. shrimp. Yeah, we saw shrimp flakes a couple of times, and because they're cut so thin, the heat, like they do, they dance. Mm-hmm. That was cool. It almost looks like it's still moving, and you're yeah. just like, uh, should I? Okay. So day four, uh, we moved out of Osaka, and we went, again, went to Kyoto, and again, not a very long train ride. I think maybe 35, 40 minutes. Yeah, again, very I was quick. expecting it to be longer, and, and we were there. So we, we found our. So we um we found lockers that we could that we could drop our stuff in at the Kyoto terminal, dropped our luggage there, and then immediately went to Fushimi Inari Shrine, which is the Fox Shrine, with all the billion Tori gates on it. And that and that is one of those things where where I'm not sure if I were to, if I were to do the trip again, would I plan that slightly differently? And do that on the second day so that you got there. I think that's one of those ones in which if we had done... First thing in the morning. Yeah, if we had done it... Early in the morning. I think if we had done it on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday or even on a Monday, we wouldn't have had quite so many people there. But there was a lot of people there. It was was a Sunday and there were just a ton of people. But but this is a good point um, to talk about how many people you see in in the the traditional japanese dress yeah a lot of rented yukatas and kimonos in later in later dates so a lot of people were in like especially on the weekends were in traditional japanese clothing and they were just men and women men and women couples and a lot and a lot of couples and i think and i know one of the couples when we were in fushi fushimi Inari were just were taking like boyfriend girlfriend photos like yeah. fiance you know fiance. like engagement photos maybe yeah and they were just in I I thought that was really cool but again the people are just kind of walking around and again like there's a lot of dirt on there as well there's a lot of ways to get your stuff dirty if you yeah. if you trip and fall but very bright colors and everything like it was just Beautiful very done. cool so so uh, uh Fushimi Inari is there's there's um, I looked it up 112 mm-hmm. um of the orange gates yes um and and you just keep going up 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 um, and and all and it might be tempting again to because it was hot um, to uh, go through because there are some breaks in them mm-hmm. um, to go through to one of the sh- you know the first shrine or even the second shrine and say okay enough go to the top there's there's a lake at, there's a reservoir at the, the yep. at the top. And there are how many shrines? There's got to be a couple hundred shrines it's up got, there. Yeah, little family shrines, all too. different sizes. Mm-hmm. And they all have foxes on them. And they well. all have foxes on them. Well, again, so this yeah, is, it's the fox shrine. It is, but I mean, um, is you know, because because there is a point where you've seen, okay, you say, okay, I've seen, I've seen 500 Tory gates. I think I'm done. Yeah. And um, and we didn't do that. We kept going, and there was a payoff to keep going because. Oh, yeah. um, 
Some of my favorite pictures are, are some of the ones we took up on top of Just all those little can- shrines. Very candid, very quiet, very subdued. Serene. Oh, Espe- very serene. Especially given um, because the we were there. there. Yeah, we were there on a very busy Sunday, and, and there were thousands. So this is one of the places I thought I saw a lot more foreigners at than yeah. I was expecting. There was a lot yeah. more foreigners here that I was suspecting entirely at all. Yeah, um, yeah. But no, yeah, no, definitely keep hiking up. It's well worth it. Again, comfortable shoes are definitely a must. Yeah. Um, then while we were also in Kyoto, we also did the Kyoto Railway Museum. Now, obviously, again, trains are a really big deal in Japan. We think of trains here as like, oh, yeah, that old kind of antiquated sort of way you can get back and forth. You, you had to go back and forth. And I think unless you're really in kind of like a bigger city like Chicago or New York or places that have a lot of light rail or subways like you don't like hearing at least here in california like there's a light rail there's a light rail here in san jose there's a light rail in san francisco there's not, Am, there's amtrak yeah but that's about it and there's not a lot of railway yeah no railway is a big thing in japan and this museum just was like antithesis of it like these things this was a really cool museum at the end of the day just the history of Trains, because again, you got to remember that when that back in like the nineteen in eighteen nineties, when the Americans came to Japan and said you have to open up the borders, the uh, emperor at the time realized that how far they were behind, and it only took them about two years to start getting like trains in Japan that were moving people along really quickly, and they just built this entire network of trains everywhere. We were almost very surprised when we would walk for a little bit and be like, have you seen a train in a while? Like, no. No, This yeah. is weird. There's no trains anywhere. And, well, they, and they seem like they're just everywhere. Well, and the train museum, I mean, it, it, um, for children, just... Oh, it's total... It's totally set up. Yeah, it's got... It, everything's got a tactile feel to it. They've even... I really love that they even have a modern-day sort of thing where you can buy a ticket and go through the gates... Yeah. Children have the... the you buy chil- a fake fake ticket. You, you buy a fake ticket, and then yeah. you go through the gates, or you load up, like, a fake IC card, and then you go through the gates. And it, it's... I find it somewhat hilarious, but, like, hey, if you're, like, five, six, seven years old, that's got to be, like, a real cool bit for you at the end of the day. Well, and they had a dining car set up where you could have... You could take your kids in for lunch mm-hmm. on the train. Um, they it was, it was set up so cool. Oh, so yeah. you had the, you had the main building which was enormous um, and had had full size um, Shinkansons in it yep. um, with several cars on them. I mean it had had must have had 10, 12 engines in in there more than that. Well, that was just the walk up to it. Then you went into yeah. the actual thing. And then yeah, you had the front cars, the main you know drive power, powerhouses of these trains. But then you had like several other cars, like three or four, maybe five cars behind it. And then that's not even before you saw the other trains that were in there. They were like per- perpendicular to these other trains. And, well, and all of which you can walk through. And the displays were really nicely done. It's very interactive because mm-hmm. I think it is really created for, for children um, or, for, or for parents to, to share with children. But mm-hmm. it's, it's very much as an adult a museum you can enjoy. Oh, I, there's, I, there's a whole mm. thing on the development of the Shinkansen, which is the, the uh, train bullet that train. goes, the bullet train that goes two, 260 miles an hour. Um, there were um, 
things showing how how motors work that you could um, activate and do different things how with. the tracks were kind of meant to be laid out uh, what tracks were designed for these kind of trains versus this kind of train like it's a it's an excellent museum for parents and children and then and then you can go upstairs and over mm-hmm. and go to something that looks like Thomas the steam engines train yard with the turnstile and a lot of these and, old, and another old yeah engines. and another dozen trains mm-hmm all of which you can kind of get like right up and close and touch. Like you can't yeah. obviously climb on them or get up onto them, but like the right other ones there. you can though. The ones that are inside the main building. Oh yeah, you can. We're, you can we're go totally right inside. done so that you could go in and go into the engine room and stand there and pretend to drive it. Now they don't have this analogy for other places, but it reminded me a lot of the Discovery Museum here in San Jose. Yeah. Because there's a lot of the cool exhibits that you have a lot of hands on. And can walk into and pretend like you're playing on them in a lot of yeah. cases. But that was very much the case here uh, with these here um, in this place. So there was even there was even a large room that was um, there were actually two large rooms that were simulation rooms. One of them was a simulation of the the master controls for a train yard, mm-hmm. where you were you were the master of the train station, not the you, not the train. And actually, on our trip to Kyoto. We actually were in the very front car. We were actually watching the person, the the people at the front of the car drive the train. Yeah, doing all the pointing and everything. That was that well, was and watching it accelerate, which mm-hmm. was fun. Oh yeah, no, again, we were probably going at least what like 150, 160 kilometers on that yeah. Kyoto train the yeah. entire time. Yeah, that was yeah. Yeah, that was no. Cool. Again, the Kyoto Railway Museum was really amazing for me though. Kyoto, the Kyoto Manga Museum was just. Like it now, it's hard to kind of imagine this, but if you've ever been to like a Borders bookstore, you've seen just people just kind of lounging about reading books, just kind of like willy nilly. That was this entire place. This 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 museum has probably the largest collection of manga I've ever seen in a, in a library before, because it's actually the building we used to be a school schoolhouse. It's a renovated schoolhouse. They've obviously added to it, but. They have, like, the principal's room and, like, a couple other rooms that are kind of decorated as the school would have been. Yeah. Um, but they probably have, like, every known manga and volume of that for, like, billion, like millions of Japanese series. And they even have, like, a section that... So it's like, yeah, manga around the world. Like, here's stuff in English. Here's well, stuff can, in Portuguese and Italian and Spanish, like... Can we talk about what it was like to walk up to it? Because it, as you walk up to it... There's, there's a, a cafe to the right. There's cafe and there's a huge courtyard. That's just got people just lounging littered, about. Littered. Littered with people reading. Lounge, yeah, laying out. Laying out. And they, they've got a couple... They've got a small stack of books with them. And they're just kind of like... Oh, it was the coolest thing. And then, and then we went into the cafe. And along the walls of the cafe... All these visiting artists have drawn their character and signed it and dated it um, on the walls. It was, it was, it was just really amazing. Because cool, I'm looking around, I'm like, oh, I've read that one. Oh, that guy looks very familiar. Oh, I know that guy. Oh, I totally know who that one is. Like you just, And they're all just with like a Sharpie just like drawn on there. Yeah. Some are really high up, so obviously you had to get like a ladder. But like, but like clearly like these artists came in and just made their mark on the cafe and then they've you also go into the the museum it's this museum itself which i, I really want to say it's more like a library but it's actually yeah. it's very much a museum yeah there um, are exhibits like a museum but it also i would i would agree with you 
is a library. Um, like, there's one part here where, where you were noticing that so they have like a geisha, a girl that's like a traditional Japanese like outfit, mm-hmm. and different artists had done their own interpretations of it. So some of them were like more pretty, some were a little more realistic, some were very you know. There were a couple hundred of them, all the same size and mm-hmm. framed the same way. But um, done by different artists, and it was really interesting to see what different, different artists artists did with the same subject. Yeah. yeah, and then and then, well, later on there was actually a little bit where apparently they had cast these people's hands holding a pen, and like they had these little statues of everyone's hands from these different artists, and you might have a picture next to it, or it would be always be signed. It would say who it yeah. was. That was really cool too, because like little you see. Hall of Fame. Yeah, um, and then they even had like a some window displays that kind of like showed you like it was in English as well. Thankfully, yeah, it was kind of like oh yeah, here's how this happens, and here's a little bit more information about this. And it wasn't just about the stories; it's a lot about the industry as well. There's a lot uh, of a lot of things about about you know like how much does the actual anime artist make or the manga artist make and mm-hmm. and that was an interesting display because it talked about who gets who all gets a cut what does the printer get what does this the yeah. marketing and um and it was really interesting and then there was another one that said does the artist make a difference and they showed the same storyline told um drawn by four or five different artists and it was interesting to see how that changed your perception of it yeah but the coolest thing was whether any place you could sit was taken was taken um and that included staircases um were littered with people reading there was a children's room there was a children's room but everybody was sitting reading and it was the most um it was like a very very active library at the end of the day very much very much in the same vein of like walking into like a barnes and nobles but not having a single person saying a single word but it, and and times ten in terms of people in it. Oh yeah. Um, because because literally it, it had a lot of um, soft furniture in it. Mm-hmm. But but leaned up against walls, sitting on the floor, I, people everywhere sitting there reading, and it was such it's such a cool experience to see so many people enjoying. And I think a lot of that was also mind you, it was also a Sunday, so it was obviously like a lot of people's days off. But it wouldn't surprise me if somebody said, like, hey, you want to go to the manga museum? It's like, yeah. Yeah. And just make a day out of just sitting, you know, like, just get there early in the morning at, like, and just 10 o'clock read and something. just binge read until it closes in the yeah. evening. That wouldn't surprise me. And, and, again, at, like, five, it was, like, maybe, like, seven, eight dollars to get in. Yeah. It wasn't totally much. Totally worth it. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I, had a, I had a blast. This was also the first time we went to a Pokemon store as well. The Pokemon Center. Okay, so so um, we have some Pokemon aficionados, and you come from sort of that generation. I do. I have. I there. I I got one for myself even. Okay. So and we actually went with with people who had given us orders. Um, yes, there were there were requests. There were requests um, for different Pokemon. So the Pokemon Center in. Um, in Kyoto actually because we saw some we were getting ready to take another bus and we saw people walking with bags with, 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 with said Pokemon store on it. and then I looked up my phone real quickly it's like oh there's a Pokemon store it's, it's a, maybe a kilometer's walk yeah so we knew it had to be close because we were watching people walk with with bags mm-hmm. 
Um, and so we, we get in there and of course the first thing you're greeted by is, is Pikachu in a kimono. The, uh, the Pikachu statue. in a kimono with an umbrella. That's, with an umbrella, that's which a is a Pokeball. And this was a, a hard plastic statue. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. So then we, we go around a corner and there they are for sale. Yep, there's that exact one, one. too. There's another one on the kind of like a little like pillow, like bowing. Yeah. And yeah. there's a couple others that ones there, too. And there's Pokemon that are just specific to that store. So, so yes, yeah, so we bought, we made a point actually after we figured it out of only buying things that were available in the stores that we were shopping in and things that weren't available outside, Elsewhere, yeah. yeah, outside of, to- of uh, Japan. Mm-hmm. So everything we bought was either Japan only or Kyoto only or Tokyo only, yeah. um, which was pretty cool. So we bought, we bought the, the Kimono Pikachus. Mm-hmm. Big hit. Oh yes, big hit. Uh, big hit. Um, so we bought we bought several of them, mm-hmm. and then went went shopping. And what we found as we were trying to fill out people's lists was mm-hmm. that this particular Pokemon Center is sold only Generation One and Two. The other Pokemon store also sold Generation One and Two only, mostly. But it had some other. But ones it had it. some other ones that were kind of unique to that one. Like all of them had all the starter sets. Yeah. But like this one also had just ones that were just specific to that Pokemon store. Like, I never saw the Pokeballs ever again. These That's true. big, puffy Pokemon balls and, like, a couple other guys I never saw ever again either. So, like, there's different territories that have different, different stuff things. in it. Different things, yeah. So. So and yeah. plus, plus they have a giveaway if you if you spend over a certain dollar amount. I had no problem getting to the dollar amount. No, yeah, they give you, they give you like, a special kind of, like, picture box or something or some sort of yeah well and there were different and and then also in the bag were um were some some pokemon cards oh yes 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 those two yeah it was yeah that was a fun treat that was a fun treat and then we got to our ryokan which was not bizarre (laughs) not not the way i would describe it but not the best ryokan we stayed at the entire time it was very much worth the money that we paid for it yeah so this this was my least favorite um he wasn't expecting us. We'd already... Um, we already booked the reservation, and I had already paid a deposit. I had to pay the remaining balance of it. But he wasn't expecting us. And I think we've later learned this later on, that like our credit cards were and our debit card... Our credit cards were perfectly fine. It's the Our debit cards were perfectly fine. Because we had a late problem later on on that last day in, with, yeah, in with, Tokyo. Yeah. Um, but, like, again, they do not believe in credit cards. They don't believe in credit cards, and and a lot of times when I was purchasing things, they did add a three percent fee for using a credit card. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, very much a, a very much a money or a, a cash based a, a cash based society. Be prepared to bring like two hundred thousand uh, two hundred thousand yen with you. I think would be the yeah. I, I I and and this is a tip we can talk about next week, but. Um, I know I, I bank with Bank of America, and I was able to order the currency um, online from Bank of America, and I ordered twenty five hundred, and and I I came back with with um, twenty five hundred dollars worth, mm-hmm. and I came back with two hundred dollars by the time we were done. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, not our favorite Rio Kim, but a nice, decent, decent location and great location. Great location, getting just it just balls hot every day. Yeah, and he and and part of the problem was he wouldn't air out, and so we had air conditioning in our room, but he wouldn't air out the second floor, and so the minute you left our room, it was kind of like leaving a casino in Vegas. The oh, heat just great example. hit you. Great example. As you as you came out. All right, so day five. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So day five for us was the uh, uh, the hop on and hop off us. But before that, we went to the Gion district, which is kind of the Geisha district. We saw some temples that were kind of in there. We saw like this massive, like what four or five foot, four or five story tall Buddha. Yeah. Um, a couple of nice temples. shrines. We went to your Starbucks. We went to the Starbucks. So so um, there's a, there's a very nice walking district that is that is really. Very it was worth it to walk it, if yeah. anything else. It was just a beautiful sort of thing. And it, and again, it was just like right over the bridge from where we were staying at. Like we were literally yeah. like, we, we, we could have taken a bus. We walked the whole time, we didn't, yeah. We, we could have taken a bus, but we it was much easier to just walk. Yeah, so so it was a very sweet area that was um, uh, two and three hundred year old um, wooden buildings mm -hmm. um, that had been preserved. And one of them, Starbucks has taken over, and and you will not find a green and white sign out front. You, you, it's, you, a, you, it's a very you have to look for it it's, it's a, a wooden sign it's a wooden sign very carefully done even the lanterns actually got the mermaid on it the too. lanterns got the mermaid and again it looks it again you wouldn't think it think what it is when you first see it because it looks it's just like oh that's just a building that looks a little bit more modern no like it's it's a legit starbucks it's a legit starbucks but they've kept all of the um right down to the sliding doors to get in and out mm-hmm and you order your drink in the front room and then you go to a, a back room to pick it up that has a little Japanese garden attached to it. And then you go upstairs and to drink. Go, and then you go upstairs. And upstairs is got tatami floors and mats. Mm -hmm. There are some sofas and some seating areas, but it's mostly this um, sort of soft seating, low table, um, traditional. Mm -hmm. And so they've managed to keep this building, keep the integrity of the building and oh, have it fit fit into um into the neighborhood they they did it right it's, oh, it's well done very beautiful um location um, yeah so then we we traveled back to the kyoto station because we were never that far away from the kyoto station right yeah. it was at least like one train stop away from the kyoto station, station at any yeah. given time um but we were able to get onto the hop on hop on and hop off bus my biggest regret. We, 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 would, we would not recommend that if you have the chance to. Just take a normal bus. Just don't. Um, there are enough, you know, looking at the bus route between um, the various buses, we could have done what we wanted to do on the buses. And the problem with the on and off bus was uh, we, we got there about 1230. We got on a bus that started at 1. And the on and off bus only picks up at the stops every half hour. And... Um, and a lot of the things you want to see are four, five, six-minute walk from where they drop you. And the, every, every one of the places is about maybe a 25, 30-minute sort of thing. And then right. so you go, then you walk back like five minutes back to the bus stop, and now you're waiting 20 minutes for the next one. Yeah, it was too and long a wait in between. We lost so much time. They only run in one direction. Mm-hmm. And what they didn't tell us was that um, well, yes. Kyoto Palace, the Kyoto Imperial Palace, was closing early that day, and we didn't. Well, look no, actually, actually, I looked it up. So it it always mm -hmm. um, stop stops allowing entrance at ten to four and closes at four thirty. Mm -hmm. And so we were weren't going to get there until four o'clock. So we did. So so we saw several temples, and I really did enjoy the temples that we saw. Oh no, I, yeah, no, like, I enjoyed those the, temples. There was too. one. One was um, was a uh, cows. So was, that, so that would have been the Quintano Temagri Shrine, and uh -huh. then we also saw the Golden Pavilion. And the Golden Pavilion was really nice. A lot of people at the Golden Pavilion. Pavilion, though. yeah, yeah. 
on a Monday too, of all things. Yeah. So, um, and then we also went. But again, that was like a seven eight minute walk from that station. Yeah, and then you were there for maybe twenty minutes, and then you walked another like five six seven eight minutes back down there and you were just waiting for nothing you're just sitting at this bus stop and, and mind you now if the buses came by every like 20 minutes 20 minutes like it'd be much more reasonable like yeah you, you, then then it would work yeah but yeah. every half hour was no. it just didn't no um and then we also went to this really cool shrine the imamiya jia shrine uh-huh um which was um where the emperor like several years several decades before this the emperor um advocate you know gave up his rights to the emperor gave it to his brother but he he became a priest yeah he became a monk and then like so it's always been this case where like one of the sons of the emperor's family the emperor the next the next one in line will become the emperor the other son will go become a priest at the shrine yeah so that was really cool. We got to see them chanting at one point, and they were, that was they were really doing beautiful. their rounds for there. Yeah, and I would have hated to miss any of those things to get to Kyoto Palace. Yeah, like again, like if we, I, we I would have felt like I missed something. If we had we known, we would have done that sooner, and I think that would have been yeah, more we've impactful done it for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was day five. Uh, day six, we went to the bamboo forest. And that's where, I mean, so, so if I were going to switch anything, what I would do is switch that and do that on day one. Okay. And do Fushimi Inari. Another day. On, on that day so that you could go early in the morning. Mm-hmm. But I love the bamboo forest. It, and, and maybe it had so many fewer people, but maybe because it was a weekday. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went to the, um, um, and then while we were there, we went to Tenruji Temple, which is a world heritage site. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Look at the beautiful scenery there. Was just like oh the 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 garden um, with the the koi pond and mm-hmm. the, oh and and the screens and the views. Yeah, that was that was gorgeous. Oh my goodness! So many. Great that was so pretty. Um, and the nice thing about about it was, as we were walking to the bamboo forest, you had the feeling like you were walking towards uh, something you weren't well, sure what but. you weren't sure what but you i felt like we were walking through a small village it felt like it was a bit apart from the kyoto. rest of, yeah, yeah like you like we weren't quite in kyoto anymore we had been somehow transported somewhere else that entire area yeah. was very much more subdued and very much more relaxed it felt like its own little village and and um and like you were in a small town oh yeah um so we walked around Tenruji Temple, and then we went to the Toei Studio Park. That was a, a... Now, I had seen a blog on this and was, like, convinced that, like, yeah, we should go see this. Um, it's a legitimate filming studio where they film a lot of Toei properties at, you know? Um, some movies, samurai shows, the Power Rangers, Rangers. Com- my Common Rider, which I love my... Love me some Common Rider... Um, and again, Toei's got an animation studio there as well that still does a lot of animation, and they had like an a- animation gallery there. So, and and to, to just, it felt like you were on a back lot basically. It really and they was. Had, and they had um, the, these, um, and they explained it to us when we took the tour. They provided an interpreter for the tour because, again, we were the only. Yeah. Uh, non-Japanese people. Well, thank goodness we found her. Yeah. Or she well, found us. Well, yeah. So they so they provided a um, translator, but um, 
basically what they have is it is is sort of like the old west studios mm -hmm. of of uh, Universal Oof. Studios. It reminded me of the Universal Studio tours I took in the sixties. Yes. Um, and and they were explaining that they just change out the signs and they and they right now it was covered with dirt and rocks but there was actually asphalt underneath and they could switch that and out they could for switch it out rocks or something else yeah. depending on the era of Japan they were trying to film or the streets they were trying to show like if it was more like a like a lower class street or an upper class street there's a bridge that's just got the one side Tied of the bridge on it, yeah. And that's, you know, and then they've got, like, the other half of the bridge kind of midway through. But, like, the bridge is meant to kind of be, like, every bridge you've ever seen. And they just film it differently from different sides. And, and they were explaining that. It was, fa it was fascinating. Um, so it, it was very much like being on a back lot. Mm -hmm. And then you walked into um, the various pavilions. Like one of the pavilions was basically just a celebration of, of directors and and uh, actors and, and actors. actors and they had they had the uh, the person who did all the uh, special effects for Godzilla. They had the director for Godzilla there too. Yeah, and a couple other movies there too. So that was like really cool. And then they also had a wing that was just for like female actresses as well. So mm -hmm. it was not like heavily dominated by males at all. And they even had like a cool little picture. They also had kind of like a little diorama where they were like highlighting, oh, when this was happening in the West, this is what we were doing at the same time. So you can kind of see the timeline of like, oh, we shot this, they shot that. This is when Godzilla came out. This is when this movie came out. You know, like they were going through like a nice little timeline of that, which well, I thought and, was interesting. And, and they had um, various award dresses alongside the actual dresses alongside the picture of the person wearing them. Oh, yes. Well, um, which was done really coolly. And then you walked into the Sentai building. Yes. They had... It's on the, the second floor. It's on the second floor. They, they had, had the costume for every Red Ranger. From every, every single Power Ranger. Including the belts, all everything. And then they also had all the Common Rider outfits as well. And so they had all the armor pieces. Not necessarily the belts, because the belts are super elaborate belt, hero belts. They probably yeah. had like the stunt belts, I would imagine. Um... But they had like all those, and again, like you, again, they are like <clears throat> all lit up with all the lights and everything that are in their eyes too, because all their yeah. every eyes just was like glow at the end of the day. Okay. But but no, yeah, they had all of them there, and you're just walking through, and you're just like, well, damn. It was Ooh. pretty cool. Was, I just damn, look at all of these range, look at all the rangers, and look at all the, and they had all of them there too, which was kind of kind of impressive. Well, I didn't realize how many Power Rangers. I mean, there must have been like forty Power Ranger costumes. Or, so they had their fortieth anniversary like five years ago. So it's probably okay. about forty-five. Okay. Forty-five, maybe close to fifty now, sort of in there. Um, it was pretty cool to see, um, and 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 especially since you guys, I can remember one Christmas your father going around different stores trying to get you the White Tiger Zord from mm -hmm. Toys R Us. Um, so, so for me, it was kind of fun because it was your childhood. Oh yeah, no, that was very much my childhood and some of my college years as well because I fell in love with Common Rider as a, as a, in college. Yeah, so. so that was very cool, and they had, and again, nothing didn't end without a shopping experience. Yeah, this is true. Although you know, I was disappointed um, in that particular gift shop because had they had anything cool, Power Rangers, I probably would have bought it. 
Well, they didn't have a. Well, they had it from a lot of other series, I think, because we kept yeah. looking for the green. Well, we considered the Green Ranger here in America like the first generation Green yeah. Ranger, and then we didn't see that ever. Yeah, which is not unsurprising. I mean, like, saw a couple Henshin belts, which I was very tempted to buy, but then I also remember it's like uh, I don't. I don't know anything about Common Rider Zero One right now, and I didn't yeah. really even give two dams about the Common Rider Zio before that, so I don't really need their belts at all. I like the belts; I love yeah. Rider belts; they're very cool. Um, in Akihabara, they had some really, really amazing Rider belts there that it was like, yeah, but I don't really need to spend two hundred or three hundred dollars on one. Yeah, I'm okay yeah. with not spending that money. So the next thing we did in the studio was kind of a surprise. Yeah, so we saw a, um, saw like a ninja show, I guess it was kind of framed as. That was really yeah. cool, despite not speaking a lick, not understanding a single word well, being said. Well, we started said. out that morning, that, well, when we first got to the studio, we started out watching... Uh, this, uh, this woman with the sticks. Yeah. Which was cool. That was fun. Yeah, and then we saw the ninja show. Um... And then we did a samurai. To samurai adventure. Well, so yeah, and that was really cool as well. And like, we yeah, did, so you got you got to to uh, play with a sword. Mm -hmm. Taught you how. That was pretty cool. Yeah, like I'd see them do all the moves, but now it was making a lot more sense. Like clearly, footwork makes a big deal. Yeah. And the way they handle the sword is very distinctive. Um, but we should also kind of re maybe rewind because we went to the samurai and ninja experience the night before. Yeah. And that was a that was a hoot. We, we learned a lot about the samurai and it was built as a samurai museum. But as it turned out when we showed up, mm -hmm. um, it wasn't so much a museum. Although it did have some museum quality pieces um, in it. pieces in it. Lots of cool swords. And and they gave you and they gave you a lot of history. So, but we started out taking. We did this. We signed up for the samurai experience, mm -hmm. and we got what about half hour, forty five minutes of samurai history. About like about say about thirty minutes or so. Yeah, talking about feudal feudal Japan and, and which how is very interesting because it makes pass. a lot of sense actually when you when it you does. listen to it. It does. So that was interesting, and mm. then describe what happened next. Then we went through like ninja training. Yeah. We through ninja stars and. We learned how to throw ninja stars against a board. Like, these were rubber ones, but these they, they stuck really they well. They stuck, yeah. Um, and then we got to the blow darts. <laughs> yes, so we learned how to blow. We had we learned how to how to use blow darts. Mm -hmm. That was a trip. Some people were really good at that. Yeah, some people were really good at that. Not me, uh, but yeah. Yeah, and then um, then we got to watch. The guy who, the English guy who, or the Australian guy, I'm pretty sure he was, yeah. who was kind of doing, who was helping us, because a lot of us were all... All of us, all, yeah, all, well, of, all of us All of us were, were, like, American or British of some nature. Yeah. Um, so that, he was super nice, and then he was, like, and then there was another guy who was apparently, like, a, a sensei, a sensei yeah. and him and the English guy were, like, fighting at one point with with swords. I mean, they did a fight not demonstration, real swords. It was yeah. very cool. Real swords, but they, they weren't really fighting. Well, they weren't real swords. Oh, those weren't real swords? No, they were kind of like a wooden boken is what they're called. Oh, okay. So the, but, like, if they were, like, a metal sword, they would hear more clashing sword noises. Okay. But this was very much, like, actual moves you would use. Yeah. Which was really cool. 
Um, but then back to the Toei Studio Park again, like they were. Well, no, 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 you forgot the most important thing. Oh, yeah. We got to put on samurai clothing. How heavy was that helmet? That helmet was so heavy. Um, we got to put on the helmets. And, and we took pictures. And we learned interesting facts. So, um, you know, most of the samurai um, facial hel helmet gear mm -hmm. comes with something that covers your nose and your mouth and your chin mm -hmm. with just a breathing hole in it. And all yep. that you would really see are somebody's eyes. Mm -hmm. And we were told that that was done to sort of even the playing field by disguising whether somebody was old or young. Well, I think it had and, and keep them from ma making targets out of the out older of, people or, or the, the younger, younger people. people. So everyone kind of had a fair, you you didn't know who you were fighting at the end of the day. So it was kind of a fair, fair. Yeah, so fight. almost like a disguise. He also kind of explained it as like, well, if you, it also was useful to you know, make sure that you didn't scare that you know you didn't show how scared and shitless you were going into that fight. Yeah, that's, yeah. So yeah, um, but no, yeah, no. The two A Studio Park was just amazing. Like it was just. It, like it really did make you want to appreciate Japanese media media a lot more, and I've seen a lot of Japanese movies and media to be able to appreciate it to some extent. But like, but just walking through it was just amazing. At the end of the day, it really well, was. Well, and and to, you know to sort of talk about that experience a little bit more, they had the various sound stages. There were fourteen or fifteen sound stages. I think like yeah, like fifteen. I want to say yeah. And and they told us that there were actually fourteen shows actively being shot there. Some of them game shows, mm -hmm. um, actually being shot in the studios um, currently. Yeah. So that was really interesting. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and then that day ended with laundry. Lot. <sighs> La well, well, I mean, we did have dinner. But we did uh, have dinner. Yeah. We did have dinner. Um, so we went and did laundry. We went and did laundry. And we thought um, it would be a lot longer for laundry, but it really wasn't. So this is where, where you know, knock, knock the Rio can all you want. It was not the nicest of the Rio cans. Um, the, the shower was... was uh, itsy bitsy teeny weeny. Itsy, well, the, the, if the one in Tokyo hot. was smaller. Um, oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, only occasionally hot. Um, and... Um, and and so it was not not the most well fitted Rio camp, but it was so convenient because it was right it was right by a Seven Eleven just right around the corner. But it also had a, a laundromat, laundromat across, across the street. street, and it was very easy to get to. It maybe took us what like five minutes walk, if oh, that. Oh, not even, not even. So we went over if, with, you, if the lights were really really long. Yeah, so we went over with um, with. Uh, enough laundry, sort of a light load and a dark load. Yeah, because we had been there at this point now. We are here for like about six days, days and I had brought like six t-shirts with me and I was running out of shirts. Yeah. And um, Ditto. Yeah, and so we put, so we don't have to buy any, any, so we put our stuff in there. It already comes with softener and detergent already in there. So automatically injected. And I think we were both sort of going, well, Jesus, nine bucks a load or was it? It was nine bucks for four kilos. For four kilos. And, um, and we were both thinking, you're like, oh, wow, that's a lot. It's a lot. And we still and have to go to dry. dry. Oh, God, how long will it take to dry this? 40 minutes later, we go to take our stuff out. And, like, mind you, like, we've met another person in there who we're talking to as well. She came Lovely from Austin. Yeah, from Austin, Texas. And so, like, we're talking to her. But there's also the guy there cleaning as well, who I guess yeah. is, like, the landlord. The owner, place. yeah. And we go to take our stuff out. We're like, oh, well, let me grab the basket here so I can move my stuff to the dryer. And then he looks at us like, no, no, no dryer necessary. And we, like, don't understand right away, except when we open it up and we're like, holy shit, this stuff is is damp but warm. 
Yeah, all, it very dried. Clean, yeah, par, I would call it par dried. Yeah, like but, it dried in the washing machine. Yeah, so so um, it it was an all in one, and in, and and as part of the cycle, it included a dryer right after the the ring, which yeah. we we hadn't realized. Actually, I had things I wouldn't normally put through the dryer, but every everything survived. Um, and the things were like ninety percent dry. Yeah, a little damp, and even as we, I mean, we still. And there was ninety, it. still ninety degrees out. So it yeah, it was like the fact that it was still slightly damp was actually kind of a benefit. Right, but yeah. Um, but no, yeah, no. Again, that was amazing. We thought we'd be there for like an hour, or so, a long, a lot longer. But we were really only in there for maybe forty-five minutes at the end yeah. of the day. We even. Yeah. Um, oh, a, a slight tangent here. If you go to Japan, get the peach water. Get the peach water. The peach water was amazing. Everywhere we went, we found peach water. It was amazing. Well, it was quite quite the skip from the, the washer and dryer to the peach water, but that's because we were in there drinking peach water while we were waiting. Yeah, because we, we, I, I was under the impression we were going to be there for a lot longer, and we weren't. Yeah, so. and we weren't. All right, so day seven was our trip to Nagoya, yeah. our first trip on the Shikansen, which we were, which we'll, we'll describe how you get onto the Shikansen, because again, like, None of the videos really explain it really well. Yeah, and, we'll, and we'll the information to, we got from from Japan Rail with the rail passes didn't really no, either. didn't help you either. So we yeah. we'll explain well, how to do that. But your experience, you like the bullet trains. I like the bullet train. Was I awesome. love the bullet train. Yeah, this is one of the times in which having the green pass was worth it. Yeah, the green pass cost us an extra hundred dollars um, for the fourteen day pass, but it was worth it yeah. because you get assured a seat and you don't have to worry about having a, a reserved seat. No, yeah, there so were reserved seats for that, so, so yeah, that's a, that's that an issue. Nice. So we got to Nagoya. We were able to drop our luggage off again um, in the station, which yeah, was very right. convenient. Yeah. Um, I've never it, done that before in my life, actually. But this sort of like but it worked well. Oh yeah, it worked very well. And again, yeah. I mean, like big lockers. They took like I had a uh, a roller bag. Yeah, roller bag. They're twenty four inch roller bag. There's that, a funny story with that roller bag. We'll, we'll yeah, have to we'll tell yeah, that next we'll week. It. But um, but I had a, a roller bag, twenty four inch, um, probably twelve inches deep, and it fit right in the locker. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so drop your stuff in the locker. So we went to the Osukanen Temple. Mm -hmm. uh, which is a really cool kind of like little. This is like smaller temple shrine, but like yeah. it was very, it was just very, very nearby the station, very easy yeah. access. Um, we went through a couple covered market areas, looked at a couple Daiso shops, which are like basically like dollar stores at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, what I will say, if you do go to a dollar store, just buy whatever you think you you see in there. Yeah. That that, that would be my one tip for dollar stores. Like if you go in there, just buy whatever you see right away because. We did end up regretting not having bought some bags. That yeah, because they were like three hundred. They were like three three bucks a piece, and we were yeah. just like, oh, oh we'll see the, those again. We'll see those again. Yeah, we'll see and those then again. we did. We never, never did. Yeah, and then we saw a bunch of like Sumi stuff as well, and we never yeah. saw those ever again. Yeah. So if you see something in a in a dollar store, just buy it. Just buy. It. Yeah, yeah, just it, it, you carry it with you, you'll be fine. It's dollar yeah. store stuff. Yeah. Um. So then we went to the Nagoya Castle. That was cool. That was a nice castle. And 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 hard and, and again they provided a translator. Mm -hmm. Just free, just free right there. Free was right, right there. Um, so that was really really nice. And he showed us through everything. I mean, mm -hmm. he spent a good hour with us. Um, and he, it felt and like he was, it felt like an hour and a half. But yeah, no, maybe it was. It was, just, it was yeah. And he was and again free of charge. He and was, he and was, he was lovely. He, 
And mind you, he's just a... Um, volunteer. Volunteer, yeah. Yeah. Not paid to do this at all, but, like, amazing how much knowledge he had. And he had a binder with him as well to kind of, like, show pictures of stuff. And very informative. It's, the it's screens excellent. in that, the, the wall screens, those were my favorite set of wall screens. Those, oh, those, those were, were, were beautiful, just beautiful area, yeah. stunning, stunning. Room after room, really stunning. And this is where we come into... Um, you know, sort of in Kyoto and, and more from Nagoya on, um, where where we were sliding off shoes. Yeah, we started off sliding shoes. off our shoes a little bit more more frequently. Yeah, I mean, part. we did. We started in Kyoto, but but Nagoya we did for all the shrines have to slide off shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, good shoes keep your feet comfortable and don't worry about tying laces. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like. I, other people were able to get their shoes on and off pretty quickly as well. And if you're able to just get yeah. your shoes on pretty quickly, easily, perfectly fine. Yeah. I, 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 I do regret taking my skater shoes with me because they were easy to get on and off and they were relatively comfortable, but not meant for a lot of tracking. Yeah, so. no, I didn't have enough arch support either. I had the same issue. So. Um, the castle itself is just good looking from the outside. Well, we we couldn't go into it because it was closed at the time. It was closed, but but he told us there's really it's really just wood timbers inside mm-hmm. that most of them were built just to be intimidating, um, and that there really wasn't much in it. No, besides gun turrets. Yeah. Or, or I also liked the little kind of uh, big cat, big big, big one though, big moat, big walls. Big walls, and mind you, the moats were not filled with water either, and that was intentional. They were dry yeah. moats. They were dry moats because it was more difficult to get across them. Yeah. And then even the front door, as you go through the front door, had a door and then another door with the intention that you get bottlenecked right there and they just kind of picked you off. Yeah, his his description, this is where something something where having an, an interpreter there was really helpful mm-hmm. because his description of how those um, those work strategically, the, those little, little anti-courtyards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd have never gotten that without him. No, because, he, because again, like the... The second door that would have been there wasn't there, there. at all, so you yeah. wouldn't have thought that. Oh, this is a, this is a murder. This is a murder alley. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was built as an intentional sort of trap mm-hmm. um, to ambush people in, and um, and so I, I I found him really really helpful. Oh yeah, no, it was it, nice. It, it, yeah. And then this was also um, we also went to a sake tasting. Yes. This is this is one of those times in which we needed a translator. We needed a translator because he didn't speak any English and and. Just um, serving us very strong sake, sake. but different, yeah, I mean, slightly different flavors. But but we had no explanation as to what made them different. Yeah, like so you would say, like oh, this that. is a bold taste, or this is a sharp taste. Like that doesn't mean anything to a person that doesn't drink a lot of sake. Well, but he, but we didn't even get get that. Um, no, no, we didn't get a whole lot of like explanation. He would just kind of bring a bottle out, show us the bottle, and then like pour as if we were supposed to it, know what it was. But we it was drinking. inexpensive. It was like fifteen dollars for an hour of sake tasting, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like twenty five bucks or something like that. Twenty five. Okay. It wasn't that expensive at the end of the day. Like if yeah. you if you like if you if you're really into alcohol and doing shots of stuff. This would be right up your alley. He was pouring pretty stiff sized shots, though. And we had to start we, asking we for less. We were telling him for less. I mean, the, one of the words, skoshi. It's one of the words we do understand in Japanese. We kept um, telling him, like, skoshi, skoshi. Yes. And he would start pouring us more shot sizes. He was filling in, like, large, tall, like, shot sizes before, and, like, doubles. Yeah. And so, and so um, what I learned from that was um, six, six shots in 45 minutes, my limit. Um, yeah, mine little, too. Apparently, a little tipsy and, and chatty mm-hmm. um, afterwards. 
so what do we do? Then we went to a we went to a restaurant that served like Italian pasta, but like with a Japanese twist on it. That it was, was really, really good. good. Oh yeah, that was really good. All in that same kind of shopping center too. Yeah, so so connected to a building, a large building. So a lot of the large buildings have full amenities underneath where they have some shopping and, and restaurants, restaurants yeah. on I mean, the first, second, third floor. It, yeah. Well, no, no, not even that. It was like basement one, basement two, and then ground floor, and then second floor even. Okay, Those and then everything the further up was office. One of the There's greatest like Michelin, three-star Michelin re- sushi restaurants is in a train station on the third basement floor that's tucked away in the corner. Oh wow! It's it's a um, it's a world renowned uh, sushi place that you have to make reservations. You can't just walk in. Yeah. You have to make reservations. The only they you can have to make reservations for like seven eight people, um, and that's it. So do we want to do um, Tokyo and and Fuji as a separate one? Because we are we are already long here. We are already at at least an hour and 30 minutes. So we yeah. can come back next. We can do that one. I think we come back and do it so that, so that we don't speed through stuff. Because Tokyo was fascinating. Oh, Tokyo's got a lot and, of stuff. And, and I think we can Fuji get through was, some of our tips through next week, too. Yeah. All right. So that was us here for the first leg of our first seven days of our trip here in Japan. Um, we're going to post a lot of pictures online um, on the website here when we post this here. Um, and so you can kind of see a lot of what we were talking about. Um, we took a lot of pictures in, while we were there yeah. anyway. And so. video. And videos too, yeah. Um, so you can check all that out on the nerdtutorialpodcast.com. Um, we'll sub of this as well on our Facebook page as well, nerdtutorialpodcast.com. Uh, or facebook.com forward slash nerdtutorialpodcast. And then on Twitter, uh, follow me at nerd underscore uh, tutorial to tell me th- other things you want to know about Japan or things we saw in Japan. Um, and if you have any questions about some of the things we learned about when we were in Japan. Um, but for, for this week here, I think that'll be, that'll be us. And on behalf of myself and my mom, we're going to finish up Japan next week. So we'll see you guys again there. Sayonara. Sayonara. Sayonara.